0: thank you joe and the band hello be your name that's a wonderful song to start with and to end with and to start reading the word with um we're in a a series this is part two of a series of uh the armor of god and matt started us off last week and um i just want to start reading the scripture from ephesians 6 again and then uh we'll go on You can uh, read it with us or you can follow along from your Bible. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth." Boldly, opening my mouth boldly, to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. last week matt again did a great job in explaining about the um fight that we are in that it's not a fight against that person in your job or that person at my education or wherever but it's in the heavenly places and uh we will not repeat that but if you did not hear it go back on youtube and listen to that Um, but today the second part is on strength from faith and I want to start with a story and this is about 48 years ago and you say are you that old I am this uh, I I need to give a a little disclaimer because I already met one person from Harlem and I need to explain this Uh, if you are from Harlem this is not against you I'm from Harlem my wife is from Harlem and uh, I'm actually from uh, the area that I'm gonna give this example about but just to make sure who is from Harlem? at home you cannot see this of course but I know one person and uh, yes there's only two people from Harlem. so the rest of you I'm not gonna offend I know for sure 48 years ago I had a friend we were at uh, elementary school together his name uh, is Egbert and we would always roam the streets at our area we lived in the same street and um, we were right on the border in Harlem and for people that have been to Harlem there's the little bulwark and then there's the Klopper single and that's the about the, the center and then on the north from us was the area of which my mom said that's where people live that you do not want to associate with. So for all of you that come from the north That part, my wife comes from that part. So hallelujah. Um, This is not against you. My mom said, do not associate with that. I had no idea why, but I I was a good boy. I just listened to my mom. I did not know why. So my friend Egbert and I, we were roaming around and we noticed this boy who was smaller than we were and he was kind of watching us as we would do our, our play, as we were playing football. And we noticed, we thought like, ha, ah, he's from that area. We knew because he would walk in from the north and we kind of looked at him like, poor you, you're from the that area that, you know, not the nicest people live. And, um, and that's all we thought. We kind of laughed and smiled together, pointed at him. And then we would go on. And the next day he would come again, but he would come a little closer and we just, Again, Egbert and I would go, look at him, he's from the area. Ah, we're from the good part, we're from the good part. And we would go about, and this kept on going for a couple of days, a couple of days. And then at one time, we were playing at the Gemma school. That name no longer exists, but the building is still there behind the kurat If you know that area, great, if not, forget it. And uh, they were building a new school. And Egbert and I, we were playing on this thing that's great if you can play there, all sorts of dangerous stuff that now would be forbidden, but it was great to do it then. And, uh, and this kid that we were always looking at, like ah, yeah, never mind, he's on that poor, that that little bit weird area, came close and I were playing all of a sudden. I got smacked in the face really hard, I had no idea what was happening, I felt, and there was blood in my hands, and Egbert and I, as real great friends, we ran off. And I learned a lesson, not right that minute, but later on I understood. Um, I was not protecting my area against the area of people that were a little lesser, people from that side of town that you do not associate with. I just listened to what my mom had said, I had no idea why, I had no feeling about that area, like, oh, I just thought, you know, that's how it is. But I had no inner conviction, you know, better be careful, because the people that live over there, you know, they are whatever they would be. Okay, that was enough on the Highland bit. Um, But there was no conviction in my heart that this was important. And because of that, I just thought, this is how it is, and I just kind of laugh at it, and I took it for granted that we were from the upper bit. And I had to learn the lesson that I needed to stand my ground. That's what I was thinking of when Matt started last week with this series, and he said something to the end of, the battle is real. Let's see if this, Matt always says, as by magic the words appear, I have them here. So for me, it is great it'll come. The battle is real. And as Matt explained last week, we need to see who the battle is against, but we need to take this battle really serious. And I thought, um, maybe when we think of a soldier, of a Roman soldier, we think of, and that's what I did last week, we think of Asterix and Obelix if you're dutch you know them and maybe you know them if you're from another country also and uh, you you know roman soldiers is kind of usually a little bit fatter and they're not the best they're not the smartest they're not the most fearsome and um, so i thought i'd take a modern day picture just to give us the idea of the battle is real so great this is a great picture that's coming on on my notes it's really great is there something i should do should i press a button or scream extra. We're going backwards, so there is movement. That's good. So we'll go on. If you look at a modern-day soldier, it's coming. The next one. If you look at a modern-day soldier, there it is. You see almost all of the elements that are being summed up in Ephesians chapter six, except for one. You see the helmet. That's kind of on the side of this soldier, but it, he still has his little hat and all day. So. It, he is identified still that's a topic of next week but he's identified still as a dutch soldier um, you see not a sword but you see a gun a big one you see boots that is being talked about and uh, you see a breastplate of righteousness if you can't see it it's the little bit here in these days now it's called kevlar but still there the breastplate that's protecting the heart and the lungs it's serious business it's not something you think of right away when you may be feeling down and you're you're doubting if if god would really love you you don't think about a, a soldier right away but that's the imagery that that god uses through paul here to take this really serious um all weapons you can see are present except for the shield you don't see a shield and a. You know, every example that you use has always a bit of a a negative side to it, so this doesn't explain it completely. But there's no shield, as the Roman soldiers would have a huge shield, really, really big shield. Here, astics and albicans do come in handy, but never mind. Um, A huge shield, and that is what Paul is going into in this scripture. The shield was being used by the soldiers to counter an attack. The threats would come from far away by spears, by darts, by swords, and you would have this huge shield, it was really big, you would have it on your arm or you would use it even with two hands because it was big to make sure that the spears, the darts, the swords and any other thing that the enemy would try to use to harm you would not have you. It is to counter the attack flaming darts the bible says what is a flaming dart if you would just have a dart you know not the the little darts that you see on on tv but like the huge arrows and you would have the, the shield and then it's over but if it's a flaming dart when it hits your shield it is still flaming you still need to do something you need to extinguish that flaming dart that's the image that's being used here what is a flaming dart and I think all of us, we can give many, many examples. A flaming dart could be in your thoughts, an accusation. You've done something, you know you should not have done this. You know you've asked God a couple times to help you in this area, and, and you failed again. That's a flaming dart. It's not just hitting you, you go, oh, man, shouldn't have done that. I'll go on. God, I'm sorry, and you go on. No, it sticks in your heart. You, you start thinking man will i ever learn this will i will I ever have enough grace to really overcome this that's where the dart is no longer important but that fiery bit is continuing to burn it's going and that's what the shield is for that's what our shield of faith as paul says is for some other fiery bits are temptations you know nobody in his right mind i think here would go and rob a bank i hope that's true i hope this is true and if you are planning do not do it but nobody will do that because it's clear you should not you you don't get tempted to rob the bank but you may get tempted when you do your tax forms to think well maybe if i just add a little zero here And that's a temptation it lingers with you you think but but maybe or maybe next year I try to do my taxes a little bit more serious but this time if I that's that fiery bit it sticks with you that's where you need a shield of faith you may ask but how does that work then we come to that another fiery dart is a comment something people say to you maybe they mean well and it's, it's, it's a funny thing, like, uh, man, next time you should get a, another hairdresser. You know, that, that may be funny, especially if you tell me that. But if you get that comment, and you've spent 50 euros on a new hair, you go like, but what did they mean, really? And, and do I look bad? Did I make a wrong choice? That dart, that comment is gone, but that fiery bit is still in there. That's what it Shield of Faith is necessary for and we'll look at that um it could be a situation that you're facing and you just feel like i give up i run maybe literally you run away like i did with egbert after that guy hit me in the face or another situation maybe you just give up with your job maybe you just give up living in this country you think forget this Because it's been so difficult. Not just once, that arrow, but it is fiery. It just keeps burning. It keeps reminding you. That is, we need to have the shield of faith to counter this. Why? Well, first of all, I want to read a scripture from Matthew 4, verse 4. It's a very well-known scripture. It's where Jesus is being tempted. He gets a lot of fiery darts sent at him, not just from people, They did that a lot also. But right at the start of his ministry, Jesus, as uh, Matthew 4 says, is being tempted by the enemy. Satan himself takes him to the desert. And he's tempting him three times. And then this is what Jesus does. He doesn't go, and the devil's dead. He doesn't go, I can't whistle, but I'm just pretending. And he, he sends a lot of angels and goes, get him. What Jesus does, the Son of God... Son of God himself, with all power, he comes against the accusation, the fiery dart of Satan, by saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus being the Son of God says, it is written. Then the enemy comes back a second time. And then Jesus says, you shall not put the lord your god to the test the enemy comes back a third time and jesus again answers be gone satan for it is written you shall worship the lord your god and him only shall you serve by the way that's not a new inspired word that jesus spoke but he quoted from deuteronomy chapter 8 and chapter 6. jesus used the word as his shield of faith against a very fiery dart of the enemy because Satan said if you just fall down and worship me then I'll give you everything Jesus Jesus knew the plan for him that the father had come and made was he would suffer he would die and he would rise again and then God would give him everything but he would first have to suffer bit of a fiery dart if a big guy says I'll give you everything and you do not have to do that, that stuff just kneel for me once I would listen to that if, I, if I'm facing a big test and someone says well you know um, if you just do this then you still get that diploma you still get that money you still get that job if you just say and Jesus said it is written that was his shield that's what he used to counter the attack how could jesus do this and my question is have i heard have you heard jesus of course knew the word of god because he was and is the word he is the living word of god but he also being god knew the word inside out literally and he could quote the word because it was in his heart he lived it so many scriptures that are beautiful when you read them and think this is about Jesus. The scripture in the Old Testament, Lord, here I am. It's written in your word about me. Here I am to do your will. That's the ultimate scripture of Jesus. That's beautiful. And Jesus did quote that. He could do that because he knew the word. If Jesus knew the word, it's the necessity for us to know the word. We all know the scripture, Romans ten seven. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. If we want to have a shield of faith, and I highly recommend we have a shield of faith, I need the shield of faith, I need to listen to the word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. We need to have the word of God in our hearts, but also we need to have a word of God in our hearts. Um, without having the word of God in your heart, you cannot live. And I'm not just saying, if you don't know the word of God, you've never heard of God, you've never heard of Jesus, then you cannot be saved because you have no idea God is alive. Obviously, that's the first thing that this scripture, Romans 10 is referring to. But also to live, you need to have a scripture. Uh, I remember many times Matt uh, shared on how he came to Amsterdam, not just because on the Saturday before, he thought, now that's a good idea, Joe, let's go. They shared many times their beautiful testimony of how God would speak to him many, many years ago, how the Lord would put something in the heart, beautiful. That's a word of God. Um, I asked if if this was visible on the camera and they said it was, so I'm, I'm gonna read a scripture to you. Proverbs 16:3. commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Now that scripture, that's Proverbs 16:3, was the scripture that Gary and I, Gary, my lovely wife, received from God when we were praying, God, we wanna get married. But everything seemed to, to slip and fall through our fingers. Never n- anything that we had planned, looked as if it was coming to null and nothing and and we were praying God help us how is this going to be if you want to whole hear the whole story that that's uh, you can talk to us and this scripture Proverbs 16 verse 3 came to us and we got married and God has been taking care of us in a wonderful way but many times this is what I did this is the Dutch one our wedding bible I did this in my room This is not sacrilegious. This is with the highest amount of respect. I would pray and say, God, you said, before we went into this endeavor, you would take care of us. It's your word, you promised us, God, you promised us. And this was finances this was sickness, this was difficult situations in the ministry that we were in, and we said, but God, before we got married, before we entered into this ministry that was coupled with it, you promised, you said, your word says, Proverbs 16, 3, you said you would take care of us, you said you would help us. And I'm not saying that made us special, not at all, it only makes God special, but we had a word from god again it's not about us it's about god and his faithfulness but if we would not have had that word i would have had a zillion opportunities to do something else so did gary right after we got married gary was working within youth of the mission and i started to join youth of the mission that's another long story that i will not go into but we knew this is what god wants to do i finished a little summer job that i had And on the last day, I said bye to uh, my my, uh, boss, and he said, uh, Michiel, if you want to, after the the summer, you can come back, and I can, this can be your job. You can have this as a full-time job. And a voice in my head said, man, you'll be set for life, because this was an Amtenaar job. That meant I would still be in that same job, everything would be great, everything would be just lovely. It was so tempting, because we had zero, we had nothing only a word and I'm so glad we said no thank you for the job but no thank you we had a word from God we could stand on the word another one but I will not give too many examples again if you've been to a service in the Wondelkerk before and even if you've come to the Mirror Center before you will have heard a, a charge to bless this city you will have heard a yeah almost like an invitation, please stay. You will have heard a preacher that said, if you're planning to be here for a year, stay two years. If you're planning to stay here for two years, stay four years. How can you bingle in people's lives? How can you say that? How do you dare to say that? Well, I was always cheering and applauding when the preacher said that, because I have a word, we have a word in our heart, again, this, this came many, many years ago, but we use it as a f- shield of faith, the word in Proverbs 11:11, 11, 11, And it's one of my favorite scriptures. Basically, the basic translation says this, the righteous will bless the city with their words or they will curse it with their words. But the righteous will build the city up. And God used that scripture to put Amsterdam on our hearts many, 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 many years ago. And whenever we try and and we think well maybe this maybe it's our time to leave amsterdam something happens that reminds us of this scripture no you bless the city that i've brought you to we do not do this because we are so awesome not at all but because god is and we have a word god's given us a word have you heard have you heard a word and i'm not challenging you because i do i know it's not like that but It's only because of having a word that I can live. Many, many things we've had to face in this city. And only reason I still stand is because of God's glory and because of his word that Gary and I are hiding behind a huge shield of faith. But God, you said, but God, you said, have you heard? And if you have, hold on to that. Never let anyone steal that from your heart, have you heard, hold on to it, sometimes it would feel like you don't hear anything from God anymore, if you've heard a word, and you go man, what is this like, well remember that, that soldier, um, soldiers do get into situations where they have given a, a command and take hill A. And they go with 10 soldiers and eight of them get killed and they are nowhere near taking soldier uh, Hill A. And the two of them say, well, what shall we do? Soldier number nine says, let's go back because you know obviously this is not working. We did get this order, but it's not working. And soldier 10 says, no, that's the last. Yeah, but we are cut off. We don't hear anything anymore. We are getting killed. We, no. And soldier 10 says, no, I will not. I will take Hill A. Or I'll die trying to take Hill A. When I read stories like that, and I do, history of the Second World War is one of my hobbies. I go, wow! But it speaks to my heart because it speaks of a determination. I will not bow down. I will do what God has told me to. And that is the kind of people that God is looking for in us, that are strong. With we'll talk about the um, the sword in the next part of the series but a shield is to counter the attack but it doesn't mean that you're hiding behind the shield you're cowering it's a very brave woman it's a very brave man that's hiding behind the shield of faith and says I will not back down it's amazing Um, go on because the time is running please God not please God although there's a lot of that also but please God Romans, no, 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 this is Hebrew. Hebrews 11 verse six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The shield of faith is not for just a couple in a very evangelical church that are kind of off the deep end and that's only for a few. That's for everyone. God is looking for faith because it pleases him now he loves you you cannot do something to make him love you more but it pleases him if in your heart you say but God I believe you but God I believe you it's amazing and it pleases God we can give something to God that he doesn't have yet if in your heart you said but God I believe in you I will hold on to what you said. You please God. He goes, That's my girl. That's my boy. We can do this. That's amazing. What a, what a great opportunity God has given to us. Um, Hebrews 11, verse 8 through 10. I'll read a couple of scriptures, and they're not up there because then it, it would be complicated. Maybe, maybe not. You can read them later on. It says, By faith, again, by faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He got a word from God. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He had no idea. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, who designer and builder is God. Hang on, don't give up. He never saw the promise. But he kept on believing. So did his children. And it took many, 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 many years before they finally officially entered into the promised land. God had promised, but he had given a word and they held on to it. Um, you may say or think, and I, I do, but faith it's difficult. Um, sometimes I'm just afraid. I don't want to have faith i know god spoke to me you can say and i believe god speaks to all of us but i just don't want to do it i'm afraid i cannot do this i'm not like matt i'm not like billy graham i'm not like just to you know put him in the same category i'm not like mention any big name i'm not like mother Teresa. i'm not like but god yeah whoever that that name was probably right but Jesus in Matthew 17:20 says something interesting about faith, and we're talking about that shield of faith that we need. Matthew 17:20. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can buy them at the store. They're just tiny. They're like, like pepper, kernel, kern, kernels, kernel, kern, whatever you call them, little round thingies. They're really small. If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus is not looking for huge faith. He's looking for just that little bit, because it pleases him. He goes, that's my girl, that's my boy, and it will do amazing things, because of who he is how does this work I know that I've been practicing whenever I read my need not read write whenever I ride my bike to go to work that's early in the morning and it rains I always do this you may laugh at it I go rain stop go away rain in Jesus name stop rain you may laugh at me and that's fine and I think it's funny also but I think man if I only have a little bit of faith obviously I'm not there yet because at least the rain would stop I'm not come to the mountains yet because, you know, there's not a lot of mountains here. We do have a lot of rain. So I'm practicing. I'm practicing. It may sound funny, but why not? Because Jesus, if you have just a little bit of faith. Yeah, but you're just talking about rain, Michael. That's ridiculous. Why would Jesus talk about mountains? It's not like a lot of mountains needed to be moved before the gospel could go out, you would think. Yeah, he's talking about spiritual mountains. Well, maybe he is. I'm just practicing with rain are you practicing? Um, last example of Harry and I Mark 9:24. Harry said don't embarrass me I will not this is where a father with a possessed child comes to Jesus and the disciples have been trying to to cast out this demon out of this little boy or little girl I think it is in this case And then Jesus says, do you believe? Do you want healing for your child? Then the guy says, I believe, help my unbelief. If we are trying to hold up our shields of faith, it is not wrong if we do it and our hands are sweaty like mine are right now. If we are trembling, but we're still holding on to God, we're still holding up that shield of faith against the attacks it is not a problem to say I believe but help my unbelief about two years ago um, we felt that God was challenging us to change something in our lives particularly the, the job that Harry did and we were praying and we felt God put it in our hearts that it was the time for a job change for Geri a little commercial if you need a photographer um, and we thought we, we knew this was what God was saying. And we prayed and prayed and talked and prayed. And then one evening we went out together to the little lake uh, north from our house and we prayed and we said, God, we trust you. We, we know this is from, me. we say, yes, we will do this. And then COVID happened right after she stopped her job. And our great expectation, everything went boom <laughs> And we could have thought, man, this was a big mistake. And we sometimes still do think, man, this was a big mistake. But we know this is what God wanted us to do. We have a word of God. We pray, God, we believe this is your, but help our unbelief. Many times, that's what we pray now, when we pray for His business. God, we believe, but help our unbelief. God is not going, man, I wish you wouldn't pray that second bit. No. God is listening God sees that even if it's a weak faith he sees that Um, another thing in the charge of faith and having a shield of faith is you can have a shield of faith for someone else someone else can hide behind your shield of faith I wouldn't say it that way but I still think that with our faith we can help other brothers and sisters let me give you this example six years ago in october 2015 remember this joe there was the amsterdam marathon foolishly enough a year before that i had sat at the dinner table over at madden joe's with a couple of people yeah why not run the marathon next year together because you know i jog i like to run two three four kilometers and uh, and joe you know she had already had a marathon she knew what she was talking about she didn't say no don't do it michiel she did not say that which is probably good that she didn't say it. And Tom, the three of us, we ran a marathon. We did it. We, we completed the marathon, by the way, it was amazing. But something during that marathon happened and God, again, re really spoke to me. And it's been a, a word of God in my heart since. After you... Uh, walk around along the Amstel one way you turn around and you come back you go like man why did i have to do this it's like 10 15 kilometers going back and forth in the air at the same end you go ah. but right as you go under the a10 at the Amstel, as i ran there i ran all alone i thought um, tom and joe they're already drinking coffee and i was all alone there's some other people but no joe and no tom and i i i Get ready to go under the crossing there of the A10. There's over people and I, and they all go yay yeah, yay yeah, yay yeah, yay yeah, whoa, whoa whoa yeah and I go, and they're looking at me, and some other people, but they're looking at me, and they're cheering me on. And right at that moment, I thought, that's what the Bible says: the cloud of witnesses. It was amazing, it was an eye-opener. And I ran as if I had not ran 20 kilometers already. It was great, but it's been spurring me on since. And Hebrews says, Hebrews 12, one and two, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Be part of the cloud, not crowd, cloud, C L O U D. Be part of the cloud. I know there's a heavenly cloud. I know there's the the saints that have gone before us that are in heaven that are cheering us on, as the Bible says. But be part of the cloud. Ear. invite someone in a sense maybe it's a bit of an off picture behind your shield of faith and say you're doing great I'll be praying for you I know it's difficult in your job right now but I am praying for you I'm standing with you I know this is tough and I will pray for you tomorrow also be part of the cloud cheer someone on cheer someone on this is an awesome thing and it will build that sister it will build that brother up in faith knowing someone is it's amazing i see it happening here in, in the morning when you're maybe not in yet the setup team is busy if someone tells you oh you're doing a good job because no one is going like oh man the setup team look at them." you know you don't see them when the recording is happening they're doing an amazing job just an example I like to do this when I'm at the train station because I travel every now and then, this is not about Christians, but this is about being an encourager, being cheering somebody on, there's always people that are dusting the floor, you know, they have those orange or blue uh, coveralls and they usually look to the floor, no one pays any attention and they just you know cleaning and pushing a big container and they put a little dirt in the container and everybody is busy and walks past by them and i always try to force them to have eye contact with me and say thank you because i'm so great no because no one else does it they'll go like oh that's someone with a a, a job that nobody wants being an here be part of the cloud um, practically how does this work in finishing um, can we show the picture of the soldier one more time just to to close with that uh, example again it only took two minutes the first time so there right um it's all sounding great having a word from god being challenged to have a word from God, to have faith um but is it always that simple well i want to say this this is not just a soldier this is my son this is our son and this is not just a happy picture this is 11 years ago in Afghanistan and um, maybe there's people in the room here that are in the military or have been in the military and um, this is not to bring up any difficult memories for you but this is to bring up yet another testimony of God's faith when our son went into the military and it was clear he was going to go to Afghanistan he knew he had a tattoo he still has it in Psalm twenty three it says the Lord is with me it's amazing I didn't use that picture that's for him but we knew that he was in God's will when he went into the army we knew that that was the plan of God for him he knew and we knew we prayed and prayed we had the word of God in our hearts and when he went to Afghanistan, we knew this is the place that God wants him to be. We did not know that he was not going to get hurt. We did not know that he was going to come home alive. But we were, we were proud of our son and we knew this is right. But as the month went on, some Dutch soldiers did get killed. And some fathers and mothers did not get their son or daughter back alive, but in a coffin and i remember that i was praying for him and many times then strong man of faith i have a shield of faith and all i could pray in the end was god stephan that's all all i could say because i had a word of god in my heart not that he was going to come home alive but that god was going to be with him so i i know many times i prayed like that that's why i wanted to use that example you may be in a situation where you go i don't know if it's ever gonna work neither do i but god is faithful if you have his word he will do this for you how can you then live how can you pray if, if you feel that emotional as, as i do in this example because of jesus he's not just our rock he's also our shield the the psalms speak of our shield many times god is our refuge god is our strong tower god is our shield we can have faith and a shield of faith because there's been one man the son of god who trusted god and it's, this is beautiful also in, in the the garden of tears in gethsemane where jesus prayed at the end and he says but father if it's possible please now jesus had a word in his heart he knew This is, it's written in your word for me to do your will. Jesus knew this is the will and he's the son of God. He knew and he says, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will. Because we have a God who went through everything and who is the only one that ever had to experience having faith and not being protected having faith and knowing God as your father and dying in the dark alone. Because we have a God who's the only one that experienced praying and crying out, God, why did you forsake me? And There was no angels, there was no answer from heaven. Because of what Jesus has done, that he was completely alone. We can have faith, a shield of faith and stand strong not because of a great example from a preacher or billy graham whatever but because of what jesus has done for you and me that's why we can stand strong together with the shield of faith because of what jesus has done and i would like for us to pray together and i would like to ask you to stand with me for god to grow this faith in us and maybe you thought it's easy to talk about faith but i I don't, I don't really know yet if I believe in God, that we pray together, that you will see Jesus, how much he loves you, that he died for you and he rose again. When you do know him and you worry, and you think, is this the right thing for me to do? I don't know, that God will speak a word to you because he will do this. If you've been in a situation long, and you think, God is this still for me, that he will speak to you, that you'll see that cloud of, of witnesses cheering you on so let's pray together and then they're ready great jesus thank you that you've come for us you've lived your life you've shown the love of the father and then you died for us and you rose again and jesus because you died for us we can live we thank you lord we worship you thank you for what you've done for us lord i pray for us lord as we um look to you and we are not sure Jesus I pray that by your spirit you would show your love so that we can with peace in our heart give our lives to you say I I love you Jesus I want to follow you and Lord Jesus I pray for those of us that are struggling with is this really what God wants me to do Father I pray that you would speak your word clearly that you would give direction that we know this is what God wants me to do And Lord, for those of us that are struggling and think, how long will this continue? Will I I ever see a victory? Will I ever win this battle? Will this ever lit up? Father, I pray for your comfort. I pray for faith. I pray for your embrace. I pray for faith from you to be strong in you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, again, all we can say is thank you for what you've done. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for your death and resurrection.